when you reconnect, do not try to start from where you left off at. That's the number one thing that, that daughters deal with. Like, dude, you left, I was two. You came back, I'm 20. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't, all that goo goo gaga, that's, that's bad. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another edition of Dads on Purpose, the podcast. I'm your host, Josh Ashford, man, and as always, got the big homie KB, Mr. Kevin Bergans. How you doing, bro? What's up, baby, man? It is so good. Always welcome. It makes my week to be on Dads on Purpose podcast. What's up, family? There we go. That's the re- that's the return. That's the return of KB, man. Like, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? Like last week, he was kind of like, "Hey, what's going on, y'all?" It's KB. Right, right. <laughs> but this year, yeah, what's up, baby? But anyways, uh, yo, right, right, right. Yo, man, we got uh, we got the real big homie in here, uh, Miss Minister. Ernest James, man, uh, that what is it? Friend to fatherless daughters, correct? Yeah. That's it. Yo, That's how it. you doing, bro? Chiming in from I would say Chicago, but he right along, right on the other side of the border in Indiana, man. Uh, from from way up there, how you doing, bro? I am well, brother. I am well, doing good. Yeah, like got it. nice weather today, so yes, yeah, it's, it's it's good. That's I mean, up. like we had like eighty eight degrees or something like here in Texas. So y'all rain every day. I, I was down there, man. It rained every day. I looked at the weather like, oh man, we in the 70s and 80s, but it was raining every day. I'm like, nah, come on, man. Look, so that, that was the count. Two, like, <laughs> that was the two weeks you was here that it rained like that. But yo, it ain't it ain't rained like that since like 86, 87. So man, global <laughs> global warming, global warming. Bro, they they talking about you know, we're supposed to be in the 90s right now. We we can't even break 80. Right. right. That's a whole other podcast and not for this show today. Right, right, uh right. man. Yo, I so here, here's the deal, man. I'm I'm glad we got Ernest on here because it it fits in it right in line. And that's why I wanted you on here for this week, man, because I, I got some hate in my DMs. I don't want to say hate, but some people slid in my DMs uh because of the video we posted. Um we when we were talking about like you know, how do when people get exposed to the right thing, but then they're still doing the wrong thing. And then I use the example of, uh, you know, uh, young ladies that, you know, were fatherless and then they have kids and then they're fatherless. It's people's like, oh, why are you talking about that? Da, 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 da. Good thing Kev said something. Da, 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 da. And it wasn't just one person. Uh, it was a couple different ones. And so, man, I, first of all, if, if you listen to the whole show, the whole I show. said, huh? I said the whole show. I, I just use that as an example so we can make a point. But um, that's the first part. I don't really think I'm not putting that all on, on the females um, out there because it's not all they fault. It, yeah. it, it's really not. But I do want to have this conversation, man. And, and um, you know, I'm, I'm glad I'm thankful. I'm honored. I'm blessed uh, that Ernest is on here. Um, because he, he's got the brand <laughs> friend to fatherless daughters. And I'm like, yeah. Yo, what? So, what? What is the first part of of advocating? Now, we we about to get deep already. Like, we we get deep. I'm using words like advocating. <laughs> and, you know what I'm saying like that's, that's not in my regular everyday vocabulary. But right, uh, right. I'm just kidding. I'm smart. I promise you guys. Like, I have a degree from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but no, for real though. What? So, 
you know, being being a friend to fatherless daughters, um, what's the first part of like advocating? Like, either one of you guys can jump in because I think, man, that is such a big, uh, that's such a big question, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's no one answer, and so everybody else's first step might be a little bit different. Right. Well, let me let me give you a little bit of of, of my story, right? Because my story um, coming into this started off as an advocate, right? So um, I got married and probably, you know, when I got married, it was like, to me, one of the best things, one best days of my life, everything, everything was going good. Think you're only going to do it once and (laughs) I said, think you're only going to do it once and yeah, yeah, man. So we get, (laughs) we get about five, six years in and we start having issues, you know, and I'm like, man, what's, what's going on? You know, these different things starting to pop up. And so what we discovered uh, in the midst of it was, you know, my wife, I come, I was raised in a two parent household, mm. you know, and my wife at the time, she was raised uh, with a single mother household. Mm-hmm. So right. she had some, some daddy issues for lack of a better term that she never dealt with. Mm-hmm. And they, when you when you have those issues with with most fatherless daughters, they just suppress them. You know, you suppress it, you push it down, you know, yeah. and then you you keep on moving. Um, but what happens is, and and I got this analogy. So if you if you think of your life as a cup, mm-hmm. right, and you pour in some cooking oil that's maybe only like a quarter of the cup, you know, and and that's your daddy issues. Mm-hmm. Well, if you pour in a quarter of a cup of water, you know, you might get a nice little mixture in there. You know what I'm saying? Where you still can function with the dysfunction. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah. when you start going to the life that you want to live, and, yeah. and let's say you have this this water bottle, and so this is your life, you know, the, the success that you yeah, want, yeah, yeah. the happiness that you yeah. want, you know, the marriage that you want, when you put that in that cup, then it's going to push all that oil to the top. You know, and all that dysfunction to the top. So if you've never dealt with it, then now you have to deal with it, you know, because now it's right there in your face. And so that's Mm kind of what happened with us. You know, we ran into some things like, all right, we got to deal with this. And so that sent me on a journey to try to help find her help, you know. And so I started looking, you know, looking into uh, fatherless daughters, uh, coaches and things like that. And I ran into a young lady. And started talking to her about helping my wife. Yeah. But in the midst of our conversation, she started taking notes from me. You know, she's like, oh, that's good. You know, she ran down what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm supposed to come to you for help. You know, so as I started, you know, talking to her a little bit more and everything, then it was like, you know what? I, I think I might have some, you know. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I started the platform just to kind of vent, you know, and, and like I mentioned to you guys beforehand. My original platform was a male mentoring platform. Mm-hmm. And I started the Fatherless Daughters platform just to kind of vent and, you know, just to speak on it, you know, from yeah. a male perspective, because most of the perspective that's out there is from the perspective of the fatherless daughter and not mm-hmm. of the of a father. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I just started it and, and put it out there and it just kind of took on uh, took on a role of its own. But yeah. when we start talking about advocating for it, you know, the way I start 
is with the basics. Um, and I like to start when I'm talking to a daughter, a fatherless daughter, like you have to deal with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the only thing you can control. You know, yeah. uh, you mm-hmm. can't control who your father was. You can't control who you want him to be. You know what I'm saying? You can't control who your mom was and that relationship. You know what I'm saying? Um, all you can Yo, control is that, So is that, what, but what, and I'm sorry, sorry, I'm going to cut you off. But, and I don't know if I'm being too personal, but you brought up your wife and, and you're trying to help her. And so now I'm, I'm like, I'm like, okay, let's talk about this. What what ended up being like what she needed to deal like you know what I mean like you you, you was it was it her was it her dad was it like what like what what did she exactly need to deal with? Well, because I, I promise you, going somewhere because the next question is you said you guys started having problems around year five and six, but statistically year seven is when most marriages end, and so I'm like, okay, but when it starts getting hard, is that like was that? Was that a way out or was it just like acting out? Because I'm still, that's a whole nother conversation, divorcing yeah, the same yeah. year and things like that. But I'm, I'm curious about like, okay, what, what was it so that we, we all can start dealing with that early because I'm on year uh, four. Yeah. <laughs> on year three. Weird. <laughs> Don't get in trouble, man. <laughs> 2007, I feel like we've been together forever in a good way. But anyways, um, so like what, what was it for your wife? Um, because I'm all about learning and teaching and helping others. And so if we could talk about that, if you're okay with it. Yeah, no, no, I am. So with, with fatherless daughters, one of the biggest things that they deal with is abandonment issues, mm-hmm. right? And so because it's always like my dad left. So why did he leave? You know, was I yeah. not good enough? Or was it something about me? Or even when I'm doing my best, you know, he still left. And mm-hmm. so that not only reflects back to their father, but it reflects to the men in their lives. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So even when and, and probably more so when things is going good, you know what yeah. I'm saying? When things is really going good, it's like, oh, shoot, you know, at, at any at any moment, you know what I'm saying? He going to pull the rug from under me and he just yeah. going to leave. Yeah. You know what I'm yep. saying? So it's, it's those issues. And let me, what let happened me. with us, she wasn't she didn't know how to articulate it to me. You know what I'm saying? So because we had this conversation recently and I was like, okay, so when you started feeling this way, why you didn't why you didn't come to me? You know, and Mm. she was like, I didn't know. I didn't know how to articulate. I didn't know how to tell you that I was feeling like at any moment our world was going to fall apart and you was going to leave me. And I'm like, I I never that thought it never even crossed my mind. You know what I'm saying? So that was just one of the things, one of the things that they deal with. You know, and so they have to, you know, look into what that means, you know, to to be in bed abandoned. And yeah. Kev, is that is that what you deal with 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 team fathers? Like, because obviously, like you deal with team fathers, and so on the other end, you know, obviously you have <laughs> team moms. Um, and I'm I'm going to just guess that uh, 
those that have kids when they're in teens, not all of them, I'm not trying to generalize, but a, a large majority of them came from those fatherless homes. And so I'm, I'm suspecting that you've had those conversations with those young men, probably those young women. I, I, I think because I, I deal with it the way um, Ernest said earlier, uh, as far as dealing with the person themselves and building yeah. them up from there, I think I kind of cover that without actually dealing with it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because I think I, I really like I really like the whole idea of actually being able to communicate that. That's what our wives said last week. One thing that we can improve on in our marriages is communication, but being able to communicate that. So when it comes to really teen dads or um, teen mothers or teen parenting, yeah, a lot of times it, it almost looks generational, right? So mm-hmm. her mom had kids at early age. So their kids have kids at an early age and it's just gener- it's just kind of generational. The yeah. beautiful thing about teen parenting, though, is we get an opportunity to mend the relationships as they go forward. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I always focus on is like, hey, he's not the guy is never there to complete you, to make you who you want to be. And I think that's neither is the kid. The, say that again. Neither is the kid. Ne- neither is the kid. Right, but right. that's but that's kind of what it, it's a to me, teen parenting is deeper with emotions is deeper gotcha. because at this point you're not only dealing with just me as a person and how I'm feeling. Now mm-hmm. I have this whole other human being. And now you're having to see where their perspective when it looks at their child. Cause I have to tell them this kid is not a property. This kid is not yours. This kid is right. because the kid is initially ours, mm-hmm. but because of the generational um, curses that we call them, their parents so they weren't with their father so what i teach them is how do you allow the father to be a father how do you allow the teen dad to come into the picture how do you allow the teen dad and so we heal in those ways um because we know that and the the dad the the teen dads are healing too and so that's why i like what you said earlier Ernest, about uh functioning and dysfunction because not only are fatherless daughters dealing with dysfunction and functioning Mm -hmm. Fatherless sons are dealing with dysfunction and functioning. And so um, having to deal with abandonment on both issues because teen dads want to be the dad that their father never was. And Mm -hmm. then teen moms don't want this dude to mess up their idea of what good father looks like, you know? So so let me me jump in here real quick because this it goes to something you just said and then something, you know, uh, Josh, you said earlier which was, yeah. <laughs> so what you said earlier was, um, which kind of how we started this whole conversation, which when you said, just as an example, you used that last week or on, on the last mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then uh, what you just said was that it seems to be, you know, uh, like a cycle. And the truth of the matter, it is. It is a cycle. And so one of the first things that I learned uh, when I started getting into this is that there is a, a high statistic that says most fatherless children have fatherless children. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and it's a cycle and it just continues. And one of the things that uh, I was asked before was uh, particularly from the from the father's side, or but it, it works both ways. And it's like, why do fatherless children have fatherless children? You know, and so I, I used the analogy of uh, a guy that I knew personally, right, that 
who grew up without his father because his father got killed. So it was a different reason why, you know, his dad ain't have no choice in that, but he grew up without his father. Mm-hmm. And so as growing up, his whole thing was, I'm never going to be, you know, an absent father. I'm always yeah. going to be there for my kids, you know? And so that was always something he always said growing up. But then years later, he got four kids and he's, he's not active. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they're like, well, where's that disconnect? Well, the disconnect mm-hmm. is, that sometimes that's what we say, but it's not what we do. You mm-hmm. know, it's like mm-hmm. our thoughts, our thought says, I want to be an active father. I want to be a good father. But your mind is like a, a computer. So it can only operate on the information that it has. Yeah. And so if you were raised fatherless, it has no information on what it is mm-hmm. to be a father or what mm-hmm. that looks like. So mm-hmm. you have to be uh, intentional about getting that information for mm-hmm. yourself. You know, getting those role models, getting getting that mentorship, reading those books, looking at a podcast that's about mm-hmm. dad. So, you know what that looks like, mm-hmm. because when mm-hmm. you just go off autopilot and you say with your mouth, you know, I want to be an active dad. But you have your brain have no information to work on. Mm-hmm. It's just going to go on autopilot. And the yeah. autopilot is, hey, all we know is, is. Exactly. You know, there'd be and so you just automatically just fall in that. In that, I, in I, th- I think it really, man. It it comes down to though that that there's a there's a saying, and I mean, y'all know it. You could put it five different ways, whatever, hundred different ways. Is that like your your network is your net worth, or you are the sum of your five closest friends? Blah 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 right, blah. Right, but right. in reality, like you are what you feed. Yeah, and so if. If you got a bunch of dude friends, I mean, if you do, young man, you got a bunch of friends that all have baby mamas, but not being active, that's mm-hmm. normal for you. Like, that's what you're going to see and that's what you're going to be around. If you're a young lady and, and everybody you know that and that's feeding into you that you trust and that you believe in that you're taking information from, you know, uh, uh, is raising their kids on their own. You know, shout out to the single mothers like, yo, y'all are powerful, like no shade, no nothing. But what I'm saying is that, like, if you believe that, like, oh, well, I don't need a dad. You know what I mean? Like, that's a whole different story. And so yeah. if 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 that's what we're feeding ourselves, that's what you're going to be. Yeah. But kind of to, to Ernest's point, like, yo, like if you if you acknowledge like, yo, I want to be a dope dad. OK, so what do I need to do? I don't know, but it's some dudes on YouTube. It's some dudes on, you know what I'm saying? Like on the yeah. podcast. It's some yeah. dudes right, right. And I, are talking about like being intentional, like hashtag intentional father. You gonna, mm-hmm. you gonna get, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> it, it, it's all out there, man. And, and yeah. so I think that's what it really comes back to. Like, what do, who are you surrounding yourself with? And if you're not surrounding yourself with anybody, then, then you're just gonna do what you always known or mm-hmm. whatever right. you expect, man. And that's really what we fail, bro. I think, I think too, like, what I've learned is active fathers have to go get the fathers and help these fathers. And that's what I've learned with team fatherhood. I was, was going to say, expand on that. Cause well, and, and this is what I'm going to say. A lot of my team fathers, like, bro, they want to be dads. Like, it's not, they like, oops, let me figure out how to get out of this situation. It's like, all right, I'm, I'm going to be a dad. So what, I, what is it that I need to do to, to be a dad? And I think, and this is no shame because I know we're talking about fatherless daughters, but because it's not pushing the saying that we create. But what I've learned is sometimes we create fatherless situations and it's because of past hurt it's because of past pain it's because of past situations where dads can't connect 
with their kids. And so because of the friction between them wanting to be a father and then the relationship that they have to go through to be a father mm-hmm. brings so much friction to where now we are creating a bigger hurdle that really doesn't need to be there in order yeah. for the dad to be a father, if that makes sense. So yeah. what I've learned is sometimes when we're talking about these type of situations, some of our dads, they know they want to be good dads, but like getting on Instagram is not the, the way to go. Getting on YouTube is not the way to go. They need somebody who's physically in front of them that they can touch, that they can see, that they can uh, be coached on, on. Because, you know, men, we don't like to ask for help. Um, and and so I think I think as an advocate for me, when I talk about fatherless daughters that I mentor, that I coach, it's yeah. being that example of what a father would look like, being that example of what a dad would look like. And so like next week we're talking to our fifth grade girls and like I'm doing this, I'm, I'm, a, I'm creating a speech that's just saying to my baby daughter. Right. Yeah. And it's not that they are my daughters, but this is what I would tell to my daughter so they can hear it. If a father that if they don't have a father at home, so they now they have a dad that's pouring yeah. into them so they can hear words that a dad would have heard, if that makes sense. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And, and actually, I, I have a whole section that I deal with, you know, when I'm talking to the father's daughters is, is what I call the, the core four, which is the four values that you're the four at the at its core, the four values that you should receive from your father. Right. So the first one is guidance. The second one is love and affection. Okay. The third one is affirmation. And the fourth one is protection. So at its core, those are the main four values that a daughter should receive from her father or father figure. Because like, like you said, it, it's not you don't you don't have to be their father, yeah. just a father figure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because I know when I did, I, I know you guys had uh, uh, um, the co-parent uh, Kevin Meeks on here. Yeah. You know? And I did his his podcast with him him and his wife, and that was one of the things that you know we talked about. And it's like you know it. It, it don't have to be their father, you know, because yeah. he asked me, the question that he asked me was, you know, is it possible for a fatherless daughter to still gain the values that she would have received from her father without her father being in her life? And I said, yeah, yeah it don't have to be her father, just a father figure, just yeah. a man who cares enough to pour into her. You know what I'm saying? And so that's, Personal, you know, but, but how did you come up with those though? Cause I'm, I'm like, how, what made you pick those four? Um, basically as a father, cause I have an 18 year old daughter and it was like, all right, at, at its core, what do I provide for her? Mm. You know what I'm saying? And also as I got into look, you know, doing more research into fatherless daughters, what is it that those who have dealt with it, that has written books, those, those that have come forward, what yeah. is the most things that they've yeah. said, you know, this is what I was missing. Yeah. You know, and so from my experience of what I what I want to give to my daughter and then their experiences said, you know, that's what they were missing. That's how I came up with the, the core four. I, yeah. I was making sure you ain't picking nothing up off of Wikipedia. <laughs> I got a question because I know uh, I know we were going through some of the things that um, um, some of the attributes or traits that you see in fatherless daughters. My question is. For men who are dealing with someone who's experiencing abandonment, because I think 
I mean, out of any feeling, I think abandonment is the is a huge, you know, issue to kind of work through together. So as a man who's with someone um, who is a fatherless daughter, like how do I how do I work with them delicately? Because I know for us, I'm like, man, nigga, get over that. Like <laughs> I'm here now. Like he didn't love you. I got you. You know what I mean? But and I know we have to be a little bit more delicate in handling these things. So what what are some tips you can give men, uh, fathers, or um, um who have uh, or with fatherless daughters or men who are with someone who can support and how do they handle that with ease, not ease, but how do they gently handle that? Mm. Well, the first thing I would say is it goes back to the, the foundation of any relationship and that's communication. You know, one of the breakdowns uh, with me and my wife at the time that that happened was at some point she felt like she couldn't talk to me. You know, at some point she felt like whether it was just because she couldn't articulate it or she was worried about how I would feel about mm-hmm. what she what she said. Mm-hmm. You know what That's I'm saying? Yeah. So the first thing we have to do is make sure we build that confidence that, look, I'm here for you 100 percent. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, you can talk to me. Right. So number one will be making sure that they feel safe to share that information, because what I've learned. Uh, with fatherless daughters, especially in marriages and in relationships, is part of them that they feel like, okay, I can't, I can't tell my man this, mm. I can't tell my husband this. Wow. You know what I mean? Because he's going to look at me differently. He's going to wow. judge me, you know, in some some kind of way. Mm-hmm. And and that's a, a a big truth that a lot of them deal with. Mm-hmm. So first, like that, that fear of rejection. Yeah, and so the first thing we have to do is make sure we let them know. You can tell me anything. I'm I'm here for you, you know. Yeah. Hmm. And so even after that, then the second part is on us is we got to live up to it. You know what I mean? We got to live up to it. When yep. she, she tells you something that, that you don't want to hear, you know what I'm saying? You can't get in your feeling. You don't know? ask no uh, questions you don't want no answers to. <laughs> <laughs> right. But you, you do want to know the answers to it. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. If, if you don't know the if you don't know the questions and you don't know the answers, do you can't deal with the problem. Yeah. And if you don't deal with it, you're not going to heal from it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's the that's the thing with fatherless daughters is because they've never most of the time have had the opportunity to deal and heal with it. So they just press it down. But you can only press it down for so long before it comes back up. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So generally it's going to come back up when you get in, in into a relationship because your original issues is because a man was not there. So now that a man is here, all of those issues is going to come to him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everything that I was like, hey, my daddy wasn't here. He did this. He did that. And I could never confront him about it. Mm-hmm. Who's the next person? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. now that you're, you're right there and they're like, hey, so you you getting all this work. You're getting all of it. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You're getting the attitude. You're getting the problems. You're getting the tears. You're getting all of that. Yeah. You know, and, and and us as as husbands, you know, as as friends, as big brothers, as cousins, whatever label you want to put on it, mm-hmm. as the father figure that's in a lot of uh, young ladies' lives, we have to number one let them know that you know they can be you can be trusted with their yeah. emotions because that's the big thing. You can be trusted with their emotions, and when they bear their soul to you, how they're feeling, what they're going through. You got to be able to not only listen, but then you got to be able to process it without making them feel like 
you know, something wrong with them. You know, yeah. like what's wrong? Yeah. You should like 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 you said earlier, you know, what you say to a guy, you might be like, oh, you should be over there by now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You you can't tell them that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it and even with, with guys, you, you that's not an answer. Well, I'm about yeah. to say you you can't you can't just say like you should be over that. So I'm sitting here thinking about like we we Kev mentioned it and you I think you mentioned it one time the word abandonment man and I'm just like yo like that is such a deep rooted it's like <laughs> abandonment like when someone abandons you like they don't come back mm-hmm. and, and and when I think about like yo I think about like Fresh Prince when like Will's dad came in and he like tried to hang out with him but then he was having that conversation with Uncle Phil and he's just like how come he don't want me man. Yeah. And then I think about like Concrete Cowboy. If y'all seen that on Netflix, if you haven't, it's a dope movie with Idris. Uh, and, and so his son was just like, yo, he's like, yo, why do you not love me? But his dad actually got the chance to talk yeah. to him and tell him exactly what happened. And I'm like, yo, like that doesn't like that doesn't happen in a complete abandonment. And, right. and so you never get that closure. And so you're just wondering, like, what the <laughs> but like whatever, and you, you come to your own conclusions, and, and you kind of just deal with it, man. And yeah. I'm like, look, low key, like I think about that with my wife. My wife, if my wife saw her dad right here on this podcast, she would not know it was him. Wow, she don't know my man's name. Yeah, right. And I'm like, you know I, I talk to her all the time. I'm like, yo, you want to talk about it? She's like, no. And I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let you, you know, be, but <laughs> you know what though? So that that's something I, I address also because sometimes you know the father, you know, have whatever time later does have the opportunity to come back into the child's life. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But so I, I deal with that from, from two perspectives. I deal with it from talking to the daughter, and then I deal with it from talking to the father. And one of the first things I tell the daughter is. There's no acceptable answer why he wasn't there. Mm. So if you're looking for an answer that's going to make you feel better, it, it don't exist. Yeah. You know, so don't look for it. You know, ask him if you want to know what that, you know, what if you want a reason, ask him. But don't expect it to be some reason that's gonna make you be like, oh, okay, that's that's what it was. Yeah. It, it's not, it doesn't exist. You know, mm. and yeah, when I talk to the fathers, what I tell the fathers is when you going in. The, your child don't want to hear your excuses. You know what I'm saying? You whatever you want to tell uh, your mama did this and, and this happened, whatever. Do they, they don't want to hear it? Yeah. You know, and you will have a chance to tell your side of the story. But when you're reconnecting with your child, the important thing is to start building that relationship with your child. You know, mm-hmm. and then once that relationship is built, and once they have that trust in you, then they will ask you, okay, why wasn't you there? And mm-hmm. when you give your answer, whatever the answer is, it may be more acceptable. Yeah. But if you come in the door trying to say, hey, it ain't my fault, whatever, whatever, they ain't trying to hear that. They yeah. don't like, do, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, and then and that's just how I feel because, listen, hey, I've look, been very People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Yeah. Right. So I don't want to hear what you know about <laughs> until I know you care about me because let me chest these hands real quick. <laughs> let me let me say this. So my daughter is uh, I've been married twice. My daughter is from my first marriage. Mm-hmm. And when that marriage ended, it, it it wasn't all gravy. You know what I'm saying? And so we went through some things and, and there was a day 
for a brief moment when I was like, you know what? Man, it ain't it ain't working. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I'm being honest. Yeah. It was for a brief moment, I was like, man, it, it ain't worth it. You know, all this arguing and fighting, whatever, whatever. You know, I just wait till she get 18. Yeah. You know, uh luckily for me, that, that moment didn't that moment didn't last. It was like, no, nah, that that's not gonna work. Yep. And so even going through that, another thing that I talked to fathers about is man, never stop fighting. Yeah. Never stop fighting because at, at one at some point. That child, even if it's when she gets 18, yeah. you know what I'm saying, where she's able to look for you herself, one of the things she's going to want to know is why you didn't come. Mm. And you're going to need to have some kind of proof, but like, look, I tried. I, yes. I went to court. Here's the court date. Here's the phone calls. Here's the text messages. You know, and that just by itself, when you can tell your child, I tried and did show proof that you tried, yeah. that, that's going to relieve so much of that abandonment and all those feelings that come with that. But if you don't have nothing but your word to say, I, I tried, or you have an excuse, like, oh, well, your mama said, and then, you know, her daddy said, and then she got three brothers, you know what I mean? They were like, I ain't trying to hear that. I ain't trying to hear that. I really, I really like what you're saying, man, because you're saying, like, develop the relationship. Show that you tried. Show that you are trying um, to do it. And really... Your excuse of why not being there is when she's ready to hear that excuse or so right. when they're ready to hear right. that excuse. But the most part is keep trying to connect and try to build the relationship. And I think that's just, man, is there anything else a father could could do in the in that instance where he wants to reconnect or they're they're in a situation where they're 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 they've been they this some time has passed in a relationship between their daughter and themselves or their son and themselves. Do you have any additional things to add to that, to that list? Yeah. Well, the first thing would be when you reconnect, do not try to start from where you left off at. Ooh. That's the number one thing that, that daughters deal with. Like, dude, you left. I was two. You came back. I'm 20. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I ain't all that Google Gaga. That's, that's bad. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, Acknowledge where they are at mm. that point. How old are they? What are they What are they dealing with right now? Mm-hmm. What can you do as a father to guide them, to love them, you know, them four core? What can I do as a father to provide them for that four core right now and at the age and the space that they're in right now? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. once you know what that is, then you focus on that. So mm. my, uh, I, my, I have four things that when for the father when reconnecting with your child, right? The first thing is remember it's about the child. And so that that seems cliche, but it's not. Because oftentimes when the father comes back in, like I said, he want to tell his story. Well, your mama did this yeah. and your mama said, and then your grandfather, <laughs> your grandfather told me if I come back by the house, you know what I'm saying? So he want to do all that. Like, dude, that, that don't matter. It's, it's yeah. about the child, focus on the child. Yeah. Right. So that's number one. Number two, remember, it's your job to protect your child. So what I mean by that is a lot of times when the father comes in and he's reconnecting, he want to tell the child everything that the mom did wrong. Right. Everything that she did, how she stopped him, whatever. Mm. So think about this. If you're the father and you've been gone, the only person that's been there is the mom. The only person that raised them is the mom. The only person they trust is the mom. The only person they love is the mom. 
So when you come in there and you try to tell them that everything that this person has taught them was a lie, yeah, what does that do to your child? Even if it's true, yeah, even if it's true, how what is that going to do to your child? Yeah, you're yeah. gonna break your child. So now she's gonna be like, okay, I can't trust mom because she's been lying to me the whole time. I can't trust you because I don't even I don't know, know you. you. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So what I'm gonna do? So yeah. you have to remember that it's your job as a father to protect your child. Yeah. So, so you got to eat it. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. mom, mom said you was a deadbeat and you will never show up. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. Right. You, know <laughs> you might just have to eat that. You know what I'm saying? So uh, the third thing is prove your love by your actions. Ooh. Right. Because your actions will outweigh your accusations. Mm. Right. So all the things that you've been accused of in your absence, you can knock all that out by being present and showing the love now that you're here. Nice. You know what I'm saying? So mom can say you was the worst person ever. Yeah. But now that you're here, you can show that child, no, that's not me. Yeah. You know, maybe she was, I'm not saying she was a lie. She might have just been mistaken. But let yeah. me show you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let me show you who I am. You know, and then when that child say, oh, you know what? He, he ain't that bad. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And so that's going to outweigh Everything, you know, mom, you told me he lie all the time, but he, he's been telling me the truth, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Or you said he'll never show up, but he came early. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So your actions will knock all of that uh out the park. And the last one, uh, let me see what I got to wrote down here. Uh yeah, so the last one, pretty much the same thing, you know, what you do and how you make her feel right now will outweigh everything. That she's heard in the past. Yeah. Now, not saying that's gonna happen overnight. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because let's say if you've been gone for 20 years, she got 20 years of hate built up. Right. You know, she got 20 yeah. years of missed birthdays. She got 20 years of you know daughter father daughter dances that you ain't come to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's gonna take some time to get there, but you got to be patient with yourself. You got to be patient with her, and you yeah. got to show up. I love it, man. Kev, what you got, man, before we get out of here? Bro, like, it was all good, man. Just some great nuggets. I really love the four uh, things for a father for guidance. It's the guidance, love and affection, affirmations, protection. And what one of the things that hit me was it's all not going to come at the same time. It's all not going to come at the same time. It may be a season where you just need some love and affection. It may be a season that you just need some guidance. It may be a season where you just need to be given affirmations. It may be a season where you do have to give some kind of protection. Um, And so I just think that uh, for those fathers who are trying to reconnect to their kids, those are just some great four things to really be looking up to. And then on the back end, for those who are fatherless, I I said it two weeks ago, I can't read your mind. I really can't. I I can't read your mind. But also, we have to learn as individuals, men and women, how to really speak up for ourselves, advocate for ourselves. And if we look at it as advocate, advocating instead of just trying, instead of just bearing our soul, but telling me how you feel helps me learn how to treat you. Telling me how you feel or what you don't like helps me love you better and help you love you better. So I think those are just some things that I have to take away from this whole uh, podcast today, man. It was good. Yo, man, I, I mean, 
I, I think it was awesome, man. We got nuggets all over the place. So uh, y'all rewind this, give some likes, uh, subscribe to the podcast, share with some friends, leave some reviews, leave some comments. Am I forgetting anything? Just all of it, all of it, all of it, all of it. Right, right, right. Yo, uh, uh, man, Minister James, bro. Uh, yo, love you, man. Appreciate you. What, uh, what, you, what you got for final thoughts for parting, parting, uh, words of wisdom, nuggets, a little bit of sprinkle glitter sauce, whatever glitter sauce. What is that? All right. Well, well, let me say, uh, Look me up hey, on wait, Instagram. hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Glitter sauce, bro. <laughs> it's, all, it's all about the daughters. It's all about the daughters. We got glitter and sunshine. Yo, if and if y'all can see, if y'all can see, I'm in my daughter. I do these shows in my daughter's playroom. Uh, and so it ain't nothing but pink rainbows and unicorns and, and glitter all around me. You you see what you see behind me is you see my WWF uh, championship belt and my Raiders Super Bowl uh, tickets. That is the only manly thing in this room. And my wife won't let me put my belt anywhere else. I'm sorry, Ernest, but that just I, I couldn't let that get out of my mind. Glitter sauce. Glitter sauce. Right, right, right. Mr. James, Ernest, whatever you want to be called right now. Right, right. Well, okay, first of all, let me thank you uh, guys for definitely for having me You're on, welcome. you know, and, and allowing me to uh, uh, express myself on your platform. Um, but for everybody that's looking to follow me, I'm friend, the number two fatherless daughters on Instagram. Uh, I just opened up a TikTok. Uh, which I didn't want to do, but I was I was challenged. Over TikTok, I'm, I'm just rolling up a TikTok. <laughs> it's not a laundry man. <laughs> man a I, I didn't want to do it, but you know what? Uh, I've been having some good numbers since I've been on there, so yeah, I'm proud yeah. of that. But yeah. uh, again, on Instagram, friend two, friend the number two fatherless daughters. Uh, you can hit the link in my bio. And you know, see everything that I got going on, including my inspirational shirts that I got for sale. You know, put some inspiration in your situation. Buy an inspirational shirt and be uh, inspired all day. Okay, that's my that's my commercial. You good man? But again, so uh, just to just to end with, you know, uh, for the fatherless daughters. So when I when I talk to fatherless daughters, generally I'm talking to adult fatherless daughters. And what I tell them is you have to start with yourself. And the first thing that I need you to do is to acknowledge that you're not okay. Mm. Right. Because most of the time they've just got accustomed to being fatherless daughters. Mm -hmm. Right. And they pressed it down and, and, and kept it moving. You know, so, you know, you might have a successful job. You might have a successful marriage. You might feel like you're a successful mother. And because you're seeing some success, you're like, hey, I'm good. Yeah. But you're not good. You know what I'm saying? And when you don't uh, address those issues and you continue to press it down, what's going to happen? Your happiness, your happiness and your success as that goes up is going to force all of them things to come to the top. Mm -hmm. You know, so I would rather you deal with it before the happiness or before the major success, so that once you get it, you can enjoy it, mm. you know? And and especially in, in relationships and marriages, you know, you wanna deal with that upfront. So once you get a good marriage and you get a good relationship, you know, it's not five, six years in and all this stuff start coming up. 
Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because if you haven't talked to him about it, you know, and you haven't been honest to yourself about it, it, it could do a lot of damage to your relationship. Mm. So I would say definitely start with yourself, you know, acknowledge that, you know, there are some things that you're missing. Yeah. You know, that you didn't get. And once you acknowledge that, then you're able to deal with your problems, heal from it and fulfill your purpose. That's a word, Minister. That's a word, Minister. And I think that's our time. I see Kev looking over there, man. And he he, uh, he ordered some pizza before we started this podcast. <laughs> and it looked like from the look on his face that that pizza just arrived. It's so, time. Uh, on that. <laughs> Yo, we appreciate you guys being with us, man. We'll see y'all next week, every Friday at noon central time. It's a new episode. Until then, yo, take care. Peace. <laughs>